the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, everybody? Three and out podcast. It's about 8.20 at night. Just witnessed the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, I know the final score, at least when I left the television, was 9-0, but they got their ass kicked. They, they, got, they got work. They got throttled. We'll dive into that bad boy right off the top. The Arizona Cardinals didn't just lose today. They got destroyed. Have a couple takes there, some thoughts. And then to let's go a little throwback. I have some thoughts on Belichick and the Indianapolis game that was Saturday night. Uh love a good Saturday night NFL game at the uh, at the end of December. There was a couple big moments today. I know Green Bay and Baltimore. Listen, I'm not first take. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I didn't watch most of that game, the two-point conversion. I have seen it. But I'll talk, go into more in depth with that game on Tuesday's pod. I don't, I don't fake you out. If I don't watch something, I don't pretend to just to talk about it. Uh, obviously, that's a really big story today. And we've talked a lot about going for twos. You know, I don't know if it's really that shocking, but just overall that game, impressive. He's done that with Tyler Huntley. As someone who's watched a lot of Pac-12 football, not in a million years 
would I have imagined? One, I, I never would imagine Tyler Huntley would have made an NFL team. And I saw, I just saw a stat line today, let alone started games in the NFL and played well. And he's, it wasn't, this isn't the first time he started or played well. I mean, the guy has blown me away. So a lot of credit to Harbaugh and Greg Roman, but uh, we'll dive much more into that game on, on Tuesday's show as well as some other stuff. But we got, I, we got games on two on Monday, two on Tuesday. It's hard to keep up with the reshuffling. We'll try. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Middlecoff Mailbag will answer on uh, Tuesday's show. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide up into those DMs. But let's start with tonight. Let's start with Tampa. And this isn't that complicated. Last year, Tom Brady, a big reason he won the Super Bowl was because he upgraded rosters. The team that we saw in New England in 2019 wasn't that good. Right? They lacked players on offense. And then when he went to Tampa Bay, he inherited Godwin and Evans. They had Jones, but then they add Leonard Fournette and they add Antonio Brown and they add Rob Gronkowski. And they clearly, by the end of the season, the playoffs just had a ton of weapons. You could argue, you know, Evans and Godwin, like in their primes. I know Gronk's older, Leonard Fournette, the way he was playing. That's that's a high-level roster for Brady, even if you look back of his 20-year career. What we just witnessed against the Saints, like, that ain't it. He has no chance to beat good defenses with Evans getting hurt, with Fournette getting hurt, like with Antonio Brown nowhere to be found. Godwin injured. Like, they, all these injuries, he's not going to be able to overcome that. He is not Lamar Jackson. He can't run around, right? He's just not going to be able to do that at 44 years old. He's never been able to do that. But we've seen him in New England when they've had guys go down or injuries. Like, it's a problem. That, that would happen to Joe Montana. That would happen to anybody. Like, he was playing with some random guys today, and it did not go well. He struggled. The Saints got after him. Divisional games. They clearly have his number. Like, the Saints clearly, and this happens in divisions it happens a lot in college and conferences, right? Like Auburn is not intimidated by Alabama. Doesn't mean they're going to beat them, but when they play them, they believe they can beat them. The Saints, whether they're better than Tampa, whether they're worse than Tampa, when they play them the last two years with Tom Brady, they are not intimidated by them at all. Sean Payton does not view Bruce Arians as a superior. He does not view that team, even if he's got to start Taysom Hill, he thinks he can beat them. And they consistently do. And then when you take away all of his weapons, like it's really not that shocking. But this was a big loss. They're not going to get the number one seed because the tiebreaker for number one seeds, if some of these teams end up with the same division, is conference record. And right now, Dallas only has one loss. If, if Dallas runs the table and Green Bay loses a game, Dallas will be the number one seed. If Green Bay runs the table because they have one more win than Dallas, they will be the number one seed. So it's pretty clear. And Dallas plays, you know, Washington... Uh, the football team, I think they play the Giants and they play the Eagles, right? The, the Packers, I, I'm pretty sure, play the Bears, the Browns, and maybe the Lions. Like, their schedule is pretty easy, too. Like, the Bucks are playing in the first round of the playoffs now. They are. And they, honestly, there's probably a pretty decent chance that they're the three seed, which could be the Niners, you know? And that's a whole nother conversation. But they just, with their injuries, Tom Brady's not going to win a Super Bowl if they don't get... Sp- 90% of these guys back healthy because their defensive backfield already is injured. Their front seven is excellent. They can stop the run, but it's they're not going to be able to score with a bunch of random guys we've never seen. They have to have those guys on the field. This is not breaking news. And right now, and I've heard Aaron's, they've had injuries all season long. We'll see what happens to Fournette, but they're going to have to, like last season, 
play three games to get back to the Super Bowl. And that's really difficult. It's very, very hard to do. Now, maybe it used to be like the one or two seed historically always went to the Super Bowl. We only have one year of data. I do think believe that's going to change. It's going to be more and more difficult for teams. I, I bet the one seed is just going to consistently go to the Super Bowl more often than not. It's just a much easier path. If Green Bay gets it again, there is no excuse for them to not go back to the Super Bowl. They have to win two games at Lambeau. Hell, I picked them last year. They let me down because they didn't play that well against Tampa. Is Tampa going to get there in the third round? We'll see. I, you know, they, they need to get healthy and they need to get healthy fast. I tweeted this out and it's, you know, Twitter's a hellhole. But we'll put this into context. My sentiment on Taysom Hill is he is everything that the Tebow truthers wanted Tim Tebow to be. Now, I'm not talking about as a quarterback. I watch him as a quarterback. He's not good. Neither was Tebow. But the difference is, we always like, could Tebow be an H-back? Could Tebow become like Kyle Juszczyk? Could Tebow play special teams? And the answer, as Urban Meyer taught us, no chance on God's green earth. He don't want the smoke. He doesn't have that ability. Taysom Hill has been a role player on one of the better teams in the NFL for the last five years. I don't know truly what his position is, H-back, fullback, tight end, whatever. He is a legitimate NFL player. Every good team in the league would take him. They would not use him at quarterback. John Payton's obsessed with it. Right now, they're a little, they have injuries or whatever, but he is a fantastic role player. He's everything that we wanted Tebow to be. He's a, you see how physical that guy is? I'd take him on my team in a heartbeat. Special teams, playing him on offense, using him as a gadget player. He's a stud. Now, you got to play him at quarterback? <laughs> Hold on for your ass. But I think people try to diminish how good this guy is as an NFL player. I, I think he's fantastic. Again, as an offensive weapon, not as a quarterback. He's everything Urban Meyer dreamed of what Tebow would look like in Jack's camp. And then he was the opposite, and he couldn't do it. Hill can. Hill's running over guys, running through guys, tough as shit. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Taysom Hill as a role player, not under center. But Sean Payton proves again why he makes $15 million a year. They have no business. Jameis, um, two months ago or whatever, tears his ACL. How, in, I would have been like, the, the, the Saints are going to end up 6 and, what's the new record? 6 and 11. They're 7 and 7. And more than likely, they'll get to 9 and 7. A little bit like the Steelers. You go, how are the Steelers doing it? You look up, they're 7, 6, and 1. There is winning cultures that these high-end coaches that make 12, 13, 15 million dollars, they're paid a premium for a reason. Because you know what you're getting. And like I said with Belichick, and we'll talk about him a little bit later, anyone can handle the good times. How do you handle adversity? How do you handle when guys go down? How do you handle when there's a quarterback issue? I see a lot, I see Matt Rule handling adversity. They're going to win five games. They suck. They're terrible. <laughs> I've seen Belichick in his lowest moment in 2020. He went seven and nine. You know what David Tepper would do to win seven games? A lot. They're not going to sniff it. And, and I'm not even trying to pick on Matt Rule. A lot of coaches are that way. The high-end guys, they just win. Let's go to Cliff Kingsbury. The reasons I, I, really two reasons I fundamentally never bought into him. I've said over and over, I knew people that knew the guy, they swore by them, by Cliff Kingsbury, guys that used to go into Texas Tech, meet him, they loved him. I'm talking people that went the entire country, met every head coach over the years in the scouting community. They said, Cliff, 
was as cool as any. As just being a good guy, being, you know, open the door, do whatever you needed for him. He was as NFL friendly, just as nice, as down to earth as a guy. I remember watching an ESPNU. They did this behind the scenes at Texas Tech on him. And he gets to the ops like 3.30 in the morning. His dad was a Marine. I would like to be friends with the human being. But from a football standpoint, philosophically, never been that into the spread offense. Never have. It's not my cup of tea. Doesn't mean I'm right. Works for Lincoln Riley. Works for Mike Leach. Works for a lot of people. It's not my thing. I was raised Pat Hill, old school pro style offense. And then Andy Reid, which is more of a, you know, back then it was more West Coast. Now it's morphed into the Mahomes offense. But I have some fundamental beliefs the way I like football. And the way Cliff views football and the way I view football are just fundamentally different. Doesn't mean I think he's a bad guy or whatever. I just never believed. And the other reason I didn't buy into him, because I just based it off his coaching history. He never won. Now, you go at Texas Tech, it is difficult to win there. I agree. People should not be beating Oklahoma or Texas at Texas Tech. Well, I saw Mike Leach, he consistently won there. He overachieved. And then I saw Mike Leach go to Washington State, win there. So I'm going to Mississippi State, having some success there. If you're a good coach, you win, you know what? Wherever the hell you go. That's what good coaches do. What I just said about Sean Payton. Found a way, shit hitting the fan, starting quarterback, who's Jameis Winston in the first place, tears his ACL, they're going to get to nine wins. Tip my hat to him. That's impressive. Mike Tomlin, how is this happening? He'll end up going eight, seven, and one or something. You're like, dude just wins. I guess that wouldn't even add up. Maybe it'd be eight, eight, and one. Whatever. Find a way to win when he has no business winning. You know why? Because winners win. For whatever reason. And this year, I said it after the Monday night game. I gave the, the Cardinals the benefit of the doubt on Monday night against the Rams. They were not the desperate team. The Rams had to win that game. Hell, the Niners were chasing them down for the fifth seed. They were desperate. Uh, Stafford, they, they needed to get it going, and they won a game. I said, every single human being involved with the Arizona Cardinals through 13 games would have signed up for 10 wins. So I, I, gave, them, I, I gave them a pass on that thing. But And I allow for really good teams, playoff-level teams, to lose a game in December to a team with two or three wins. It's understandable. It happens every single year. But you are not allowed to lose that game coming off a loss. You can lose that game off three or four straight wins. You cannot lose to a team who's going to be drafting in the top five when you have double-digit wins in early or mid-December coming off a loss. Because you should be desperate. You're still fighting for, I don't know, the number one seed. But in what world would we think? And and listen, I I apologized earlier because he was doing some winning. And I meant it. He had earned it. Winning, you know, being nine and three or whatever the hell they were. But when you, you didn't lose to the Lions. You were down 17-0. That was as gutless and as just, you, you mailed it in. None of your players cared. Because you don't, you're not down 17 nothing to the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff if you care. It's just not possible. You have dramatically better players than them. Even with DeAndre Hopkins going on injured reserve potentially for the rest of the season. You still have Rondale Moore. You still have Christian Kirk. You still have A.J. Green who's played really well. And you still have Kyler Murray. And you lost 30-12. to 12. 
You're allowed to to lose a game. The Ravens lost to the Packers. You are not allowed to lose to get bent over by a team who now is drafting number two overall. And for me to take you seriously. And here's the problem for the Cardinals. They blew it last year. They got throttled down the stretch and missed the playoffs. Now, I think it's impossible for them to miss the playoffs with 10 wins. Uh, But their next two games, they play the Colts this week. Now they get them in Arizona. In what world of the teams you've watched in recent memory would any human being pick the Arizona Cardinals over the Colts? I'm not going to do it. Then they play Dallas at Dallas. Listen, they better show some desperate... They better throw the kitchen sink at Indianapolis. Because you lose that game... All of a sudden, you've lost three straight going to Dallas, who more than likely is coming off a win against Washington. It's going to be coming off a short week. And then all of a sudden, you look up, you're 10-6. and six. And all of a sudden, Kingsbury, and rightfully so, the moment Lincoln Riley left to USC, they floated out immediately. Oklahoma was interested in Cliff Kingsbury. And I understand if I was his business, if I was his agent or his manager, I would have done the same thing. Newsflash. Oklahoma was never interested in Cliff Kingsbury. Not in a million years were they going to hire Cliff Kingsbury. It would never have happened. And it wasn't going to happen. And if Michael Bidwell had has a brain, and I, I've watched him on Hard Knocks, he's a smart guy. He knows it's not true. And now they're in a position with this guy, you know, I think he signed a four-year contract. This is year three. What are you going to do with Kingsbury? We see the big boy coaches. They make $12, $15 million a year. In no world can you pay Kingsbury that, especially if these next couple weeks you lose. Now, if he figures out and you win, you win some playoff games, listen, you, you can make fun of me and replay this all you want. I don't see it happening. I think they're the team that everyone has circled. I want to play in first round in the first round. And who knows? They're not even a guarantee. We'll see what happens with the Rams in Seattle on Tuesday night. Um, all of a sudden, the Rams can catch them. <laughs> like Arizona is no lock to, to win this to, to win the NFC West. And if you start like you just did, and you were the number seed for the number one seed for the majority of the season, and then you don't even win your own division, no way on God's green earth I could extend Cliff Kingsbury. I couldn't do it. Now I get he's tied with the quarterback, but I don't know, man. Again, good guy. I'd be I'd hang out with him fundamentally, philosophically. We just don't see football the same way. And listen, I some of my friends I wouldn't want to work with. I wouldn't want him to be my head coach. Nothing wrong with him as a as a you know as a guy just. I, I'm betting against them when it gets important because that's what history shows. There's a reason USC bet on Lincoln Riley. Hell, there's a reason LSU bet on Brian Kelly. They have a track record of winning. This guy has no track record of winning. So how can we be shocked that he's not winning some of these big games? But now it gets really tough. The Colts and then Dallas. Now Dallas doesn't look great, but good luck, man. Good luck. I, I, I am not feeling good about their chances coming down the home stretch. Hey, the NFL playoffs are almost here. And to help you stay on top of the action, FanDuel Sportsbook's giving you a $10 bonus when you play $20 in same-game parlay bets. They're fun. You can win a lot of money without betting a lot of money. Fast payout, safe and secure, America's number one sports book. The same game parlay bonus is live through today. Lock in some winners and enjoy a $10 bonus on FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up. Promo code always Colin, always, to get a free bet, free bet up to $1,000. That's the promo code Colin, so they know that we sent you. Go to the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Again, 
safe, easy to use, fast payouts. I love betting FanDuel Sportsbook. I had a good weekend. Hope you do too. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook. FanDuel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. And then last but not least, I am not a Mac Jones hater. I respect Mac Jones as a player. I think for a rookie, he's been fantastic. One thing jumps out to me that I respect the most about quarterbacks that we don't talk about enough. If you listen to me for a while, you know 
how much I think it matters for the position is toughness. And that guy is tough. Every time he gets hit, he pops right back up. And he is, I've seen him get throttled this year. So we know he's accurate. We know his football intelligence to handle that offense. It's impressive. And to be that tough as a rookie in the NFL, like I, I respect the shit out of Mac Jones. But his skill set, I, I, I don't love. Now, as you know, I'm more of a sucker for a stronger arm quarterback. Mac Jones' arm is average at best. And physically, he's nothing special relative to NFL players. He has lived a very, very charmed life this year. And that's, I mean, he, he was drafted into a team that turns out has one of the best defenses in the league. It's hard to run on them until Jonathan Taylor busted that long play. That, that front seven they have is fantastic. Their secondary, McCourty's going to go down as one of the better Patriots ever. J.C. Jackson, I looked last night, he's going to be a free agent. I don't see how Bill Belichick doesn't give him a massive contract this offseason. That dude is a baller. Their defense is awesome. Car- Carson Wentz, how many yards did he throw for last night? Like 50? Their running game this season has been awesome as well, as well as their two tight ends, which I just give Belichick credit. He signed Hunter Henry and he signed Johnny Smith. But they are not an explosive team, and partly they just don't have great wide receivers. But even if they did, like that's not really going to be Mac Jones' thing. Well, last night, or I guess two nights ago, if you're listening to this on Monday, when he gets down on the road against a playoff team, he ain't coming back. My only regret is when I bet $500 on the Colts that I shouldn't have parlayed them with Oregon State. I am so mad at Oregon State right now, but that's my own stupidity. I felt very, very confident about Indy winning that game. One, they're at home, off a bye, so is the Patriots, in a must-win game against a rookie quarterback. Yeah, he's been one of the better rookie quarterbacks of the last 20 years. I don't give a shit. If you've watched him play, you went, that's a bad matchup for Mac Jones. Now, I need him to get down, and he did right away. He was screwed. I thought the game was over at 14-0. Because he's not, unless Carson Wentz turned it over, and he did, and he made it a little closer, but I never felt that game was in doubt. He is not built to come back. They're not built to come back. That's not the way they play. Now, they're going to be a mother in the playoffs because they have the greatest coach of all time, and they have a good defense, and they have a run game. That travels and that plays in the elements, which we know that the elements get crazy at Foxborough. So the home playoff games, they got to go on the road. That works, right? When you can run the ball and you can stop the other team from scoring. But like the service academies, and nothing but respect for anyone listening in the, in the service, Marines, Navy, Army, you have my utmost respect. But when they play football, if you've watched them over the years, and I was... When I lived in Philly, I went to the Army-Navy game. I, if you like football, if you like America, I can't recommend going to that game enough. It's one of the more powerful experiences you'll ever have in an event. I think they play it every year at Lincoln Financial. And it's, it's elite. It's awesome. It was gives you chills. Get there early. Take it all in. But when you run the triple option, as you see with Army-Navy, remember Georgia Tech used to do it with Paul Johnson? When you get down... It's hard to come back because you can't throw the ball. Now, obviously the Patriots aren't exactly that, but they aren't built to hit deep passing plays. That's not going to be their style. Like ultimately, Mahomes, their offense has been a little weird, but the moment they need Kelsey or Tyree Kill to get them a big play, it happens. It just does. And I, I just wonder like, if the Patriots, and listen, they had a fantastic season. This was a major FU year by Belichick. 
Look what I can do with a rookie quarterback. I'm, you know, they play the Bills this week. Going to win the division more than likely. Host a playoff game. To me, he's even the score with Brady. Right? It's it, he doesn't have to win a Super Bowl for him to prove his worth. We already knew it, but like I think it's fair to say, like the Patriots aren't winning the AFC. It's not possible with a rookie quarterback, and more than likely, you're going to get down on one of these playoff games, and you're going to have to play in three of them. You're not going to be the number one seed. The Chiefs are. I will be stunned, absolutely shocked, if the Chiefs aren't representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. To me, when you watch football, they, to me, are the heavy favorites to be representing the AFC. Because they're going to be the one seed. It's going to come through Kansas City. And let's face it, the AFC, I think, is much more competitive down low than the NFC, but it's pretty average. A lot of teams have injuries. A lot of teams have flaws. And I think the Chargers and the Colts, I like more than the Patriots, mainly because they're quarterback. Now, I'm not saying that Mac Jones is more efficient than Wentz, but ultimately Wentz can just do things that Mac Jones cannot do. And obviously Herbert can. So I'm I'm the biggest Bill Belichick fan who's not a true, like, quote-unquote, Patriot fan you'll ever meet. But let's just, like, let's realize what they are. (laughs) They're a team that needs a lot to go right for their rookie quarterback. You can't just throw screens all game long. It's not normal to win a game having three pass attempts against another playoff team. So I think we didn't see Mac Jones come back to earth or whatever. We just saw that like that is Mac Jones. He's thrown a lot of picks this year. They've just been in a lot of situations where they don't ask him to throw down the field. When he's had to, he's make, he makes mistakes. So would Tom Brady when he was 22 years old or Peyton Manning. It's human nature. But I think I said it the whole time. The hype train on Mac Jones exceeded what he was actually doing. And I think sometimes you can box score scout. You can live in the numbers. You can also just watch the fucking games. And if you just watch the games, you go, yeah, that's this guy's, you know, getting by with some easy stuff. Just like if you watch Lamar Jackson as someone who was a Lamar Jackson hater, it was hard not to come around and go, God damn, this guy's good by about his third year because he's improved. And obviously, Mac can improve. They can do a better job of getting wide receivers around them in future years. But this team just has some major limitations come playoff time. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, We'll be back. Heavy football podcast Tuesday. And uh, I guess this week, too. Christmas. I'll I'll probably have a shorter one come out Friday. And we'll just keep rocking and rolling. And yeah, Middlecoff Mailbag at John Middlecoff. Slide up in those DMs. Talk soon. Peace. The volume. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.